Well, hello, welcome to yet another episode of The Daily. It is a brand new week. This is episode 16 of our brand new podcast series. Now, I wouldn't imagine myself ever doing a podcast, let alone doing 16 episodes now of it. And I hope that this has blessed you, that you have felt nourished by uh, all kinds of prayer, uh, reading scripture together. And as the time has gone by, you have gradually felt even your heart uh, begin to recenter itself around God's word and God's peace. Uh, even in this time of shaking, you have found stability in God, his presence and his truth. Now this last Sunday, we celebrated Easter together as a church community. Uh, it was a, It's a really interesting Easter for us as a church. Typically, we would baptize a bunch of people in the service. We would have an Easter buffet. We would spend a lot of time together. And it's a real communal, fun experience where we celebrate life in God's kingdom. But more than that, we celebrate the victory of our Lord and Savior. And this year is really interesting. We uh, all apart, spread across the island, but yet we are connected by way of technology. But I believe beyond that, we are connected uh, because we worship the same God and we have the same spirit upon us, around us, and living inside of us. And while I'm thankful for the way we still get to remain connected as a community, uh, in many ways, you know, I am at the same time feeling sense of dissatisfaction like an internal angst of knowing that this is great this is something i should be grateful and thankful for but at the same time wanting the more in the future knowing that there's someday coming hopefully soon that we will be back together again now this tension or i would say most tension rather uh, can be a, a good thing you know um, if we think about growth uh, in the natural and the physical uh, let's think of muscular growth uh, growth is often preceded by feelings of discomfort tension so to speak and i and i think even in this time where we feel that tension that angst within uh, i really feel and sincerely believe that the lord is doing something in our hearts i believe that god is training us tutoring us in anticipation to grow anticipation in our hearts to grow longing desire spiritual hunger and fervor even in this time and i believe that even in this time where you feel pressure on every side where you feel tensions within but also tensions around us that it really presents itself as an unprecedented opportunity for growth for spiritual maturity now a spiritual practice i feel drawn to deepen to grow maturity in uh, in this time uh, has been the spiritual practice of prayer. And I believe that this call, this beckoning is not just for me as an individual, but it's for the church globally to come back into a place of deep prayer. Now, I believe that all of us pray on some level, but I believe God is beckoning us beyond just the surface prayers that we pray, if you know what I mean, where we just pray for our needs, our desires, and sometimes you know, we work through a certain list. But I believe God is beckoning us into a kind of prayer that is deeper, that in many ways uh, is more fulfilling. And I believe in this time, one of the fruits that we'll begin to see born, in this time where many of us are isolated and have a ton of time required, 
is that we will begin to rediscover joy in prayer. Joy in prayer. Now I'm going to be honest for a second here. I am a pastor. I've done ministry school. I lead a congregation with a whole bunch of people. And I struggle with prayer. Now, don't get me wrong. I do not struggle with the notion of prayer. I do not struggle with the validity of prayer. I do not struggle with prayer as a spiritual activity, a spiritual discipline that is commanded by the Lord. I struggle with prayer in the sense of I struggle being engaged in prayer. And I don't know whether you feel the same way. You know, I think that I have a terrible attention span. You know, I like to think I'm a good multitasker, but in many ways, I'm just horrible with making sure my attention is focused on just one thing. Now, maybe a few years ago, I began to notice uh, certain changes in my behaviors and especially as it pertains to my ability to focus. I realized I could not engage in a conversation without stopping to check my phone and often would drift off midway uh, into Andre land, as I call it, whilst talking to friends. I would go on vacation and be surrounded by beauty, new sights, sounds, experiences, and people, yet my face would be glued to my device and I would constantly be checking up on what people were doing back home. And uh, now I, I love movies. I love going to the theater and watching movies. And I also realized uh, in recent times that I could no longer sit in a movie without checking my phone and sometimes even going to Wikipedia to read the entire plot midway through the movie if I was bored. Now, something was seriously wrong with me and and I don't think I'm the only person that's dysfunctional here. I think many people face the same problem or issue. Because researchers and sociologists call what we're living in the attention economy, and that means that attention is a scarce commodity. Uh, humans only have so much of it. And so marketers and digital advertisers are then tasked to war for your limited at attention through various tools, techniques, and strategies. Uh, you know, I, I don't know whether you know this, but uh, in a casino, one of the most profitable uh, game is the slot machine now if you're not familiar with the concept you know in the slot machine you put a small amount of money you put it in you slot it in and then you pull a lever and then you know the thing comes up and you win i'm not doing a great job explaining it you can google it and look it up but basically it's a small amount of money but the trade-off the returns uh, can be pretty phenomenal it's a really simple game put in the money pull the lever and then the thing comes on and then if you win you win now because it's so simple and it feels like such a small amount of money people often get stuck uh with the machine and so they end up putting dollar after dollar after dollar and after dollar and before they know it they would have lost a ton of money and that makes these machines some of the most lucrative machines in the casino now social media facebook instagram is often likened to be just like a slot machine in many ways that little scroll that you do in the mornings it seems like a very small amount of time per scroll but you and I both know that before long, before you know it, that scroll turns into 10 scrolls, it turns to 100 scrolls, and before you know it, half your day is gone. Because just like a slot machine, the cost seems insignificant, 
negligible in many ways. But done over time, the cost, you know, becomes increasingly more significant. And that is the case for our relationship with social media. And it is time where, you know, our attention is pulled like that, where we're constantly being entertained scroll after scroll after scroll with new information. I can't think of a spiritual practice that is more under attack that is as difficult to fully commit to as the spiritual discipline and practice of prayer. Because prayer at its root is simply paying attention to God. Now I'd like to read us a passage of scripture from Exodus chapter 3. And this is a really familiar story, I believe, for most of us. And this is a story where Moses encountered God in the burning bush, this incredible picture of God making himself seen and known to imperfect people. This was before Jesus and the cross and God in his mercy and kindness revealed himself to Moses in a manner that was merciful such that he didn't overwhelm Moses with the sheer magnitude of his glory such that Moses would die but also merciful in the sense of God, who is altogether perfect and holy, would interact and entertain mortal men who were stuck in their imperfections and failings. And that is our God. He is merciful and kind. And so Exodus chapter 3, verse 1, it says this, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Verse 3, Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. And catch this in verse 4, it says this, So when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. Now you read the rest of the story, you know, and I'm pretty sure you're familiar with the dialogue that Moses had with the Lord. You know, God says to Moses, take off your sandals, this is holy ground. And God begins to reveal to Moses who he was, his nature, and Moses was launched into his destiny. Now, I love in verse 3, it tells us that Moses, in the face of this great sight, had to turn aside and look at the bush. And as he did that, as he turned aside, just picture the bush was on his left, if you would, and he had to turn his body to face the bush, he turned aside and looked at it. And as he did so, that was when God spoke to him. Now, doesn't that say so much about the nature of our God, about prayer? In many ways, God is waiting for us to turn aside to him, to give him our attention. And we're often guilty of this, right? You now we think of God as like, oh no, if God wants to speak, he will speak. He's omniscient, he's omnipotent, he knows where to find me, he can surely make his voice known to me. But I love that God is not forceful, he's not 
pushy. He doesn't just simply overwhelm you. But in many ways, he waits to be wanted. He waits to be sought after. He waits for you to turn aside. Now, I'm not saying that God does not ever chase us down. Uh, Like the song Reckless Love, he chases us down, fights till we're found, you know, leaves the 99. I'm not saying that God doesn't ever do that. He does. But at some point, the relationship ought to mature such that we are the ones that seek. We are the ones that run after God. We are the ones that chase him down. That's why Jesus, in his admonition to the disciples, he would tell them to seek, to ask, to knock, to pray, uh, to seek first the kingdom of God. That word seek there in Matthew 6.33 is used in the sense of a criminal investigation to search, to get to the bottom of a matter to investigate, to reach a binding resolution. That is the word used to describe how we ought to seek God and his kingdom. It is thorough, it is voracious, it is deep, it's not shallow. That is how we are to pursue God. And perhaps in this time, in this culture of multitasking, where there is a copious amount of entertainment options, where we are increasingly becoming more and more addicted as a society to our phones, to our devices, to social media. Perhaps in this time of margin of space, we are to retrain our attention spans to be able to focus better, to be able to devote time, space, uh, attention on people and on things that really matter. But not just that, we, maybe it's a time where we also learn to redirect our attention. Maybe we have given a lot of attention, a lot of time, a lot of energy to things that honestly have no weight and value in eternity. And maybe this is a time where we redirect our attention on things that truly matter to perhaps rediscover or deepen our prayer lives. I think of this line from Paul in Corinthians where he says this, that as we behold God, we are increasingly being conformed into his image. As we behold God, we become like him. And the principle is such, right? Whatever you behold, whatever you give time and attention to, you increasingly be conformed into the image of that which you behold. If it's money, you would find that you increasingly become more greedy and hoarding as a person. If it's pornography, you would increasingly become more lustful as a person. If it's online shopping, you're always on an online shopping app or on a website. You would find that you increasingly become more covetousness as a person. You would be less content with what you already have. And so the principle is sound. Whatever you behold, you devote time and attention to, you will increasingly be conformed into the image of that which you behold. And perhaps for many of us, why our souls are malnourished is because we have devoted our time and our attention on things instead of God. And I want to call you back to a place of devotion, of giving your attention to God just like Moses turning aside 
to look at God and hearing His voice, hearing Him speak. And so this is what I hope we can do together this morning to set this time aside to just pay attention to God in the next few seconds. But I hope that it will go beyond this time that you would intentionally set apart time in your schedule, uh, even today, to just give God your attention, to put aside devices and things that will distract you, to put aside your agenda for the day, to put aside your list of to-dos and just give your whole heart but also your mind to God in a time of prayer because to grow in prayer to mature in prayer i think it involves of course you know reading god's word and and learning perhaps different ways and different modes of prayer but the foundations of prayer is really simple it is at its root simply paying attention to God to turn aside in a world of distraction to give God your attention. And so let's do this in this moment. Let's put aside things that would distract us and let's give God our attention in this moment. Great, thanks for doing that. Let me pray for you, even as you begin your day. Father, we respond to your calling as a people. Lord, we know that you're calling us deeper uh, as a community, but also as individuals. And God, we respond to your Spirit's beckoning. God, we ask even as we endeavor to give you our attention, Lord, that you will, by your grace, help us to overcome the distractions of life, the things that weigh us down. And God, we believe that even as we make a conscious decision to behold you in our day, that we will increasingly become conformed into your image. We thank you for that great promise in scripture. We love you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. I pray that you be blessed in your day. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.